Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. If it's your first time hearing me, it's probably because you're new here. And if you're new here, we encourage you to go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified every time we have a new episode here. And also, if it's not your first time hearing my voice, that means that you are already a part of our Carefree family. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Now, first, before we get into everything, I want to ask that you all please do me a favor and give us five stars on whatever platform you're using to listen to us on you know we we appreciate a little five stars I don't ask for much I do not ask for much but please um if you could leave us a rating I would really appreciate it and you know if it's five stars I would appreciate it even more so thank you now we have our welcome out of the way I want to take a little break and then we're gonna hop into our carefree updates like we always do Now, as many of you know by now, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Not too much time, but that's I think that's my highest used uh, social media platform. I don't really count Pinterest, but yeah, Twitter is where I'm at most of the time, right? So I'm scrolling through Twitter last week and I happened to see this ad and supposedly the ad was supposed to be from Ancestry.com. <clears throat> I'm just going to read you this clip here this uh press clipping and then i'm gonna tell you how i felt about it so it says ancestry.com responded to backlash thursday by pulling an ad that romanticizes race relations during the civil war era the ad released earlier this month is titled inseparable and is set in the south the commercial features a white man running alongside a black woman named abigail the man tells abigail that he knows of a place across the border where they can escape and be together while presenting her with a ring as she ponders his proposal he asks will you leave with me the video then cuts to a black screen featuring the text without you the story stops here though the ad is no longer available on youtube it can still be viewed on twitter for the time being in a statement to HuffPost, <laughs> Ancestry.com said, It's in the process of pulling the ad from television. Ancestry is committed to telling important stories from history. This ad was intended to represent one of these stories. We are very appreciative of the feedback we have received and apologize for any offense that the ad may have caused. And that was their statement. Mm, mm, mm. I believe I've said this before. I'm almost positive that I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Until these companies start getting people at their table that look like us, they'll keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. First of all, I know you don't have no black people at your table. Excuse my grammar, but I know you don't have no black people at your table because if you did, they will have told you that that is not what's up. And see, this is my thing. And when I saw the ad, I, I literally thought it was a joke. I was like, you have to be kidding. This is not real. But indeed, it was real. And this is, okay, this is what I have to say about that. And I'm going to just hop off my soapbox. But I am in grad school for marketing and communications. So advertisements, all of that is what I'm studying right now. What I have learned about advertisers and marketing and everything that it encompasses is that these ads that you see, these 15-second ads, 30-second ads, have to go through several, several people in several levels before they end up on 
our TV screens, before they end up um, in our YouTube ads, before they end up on the side of a website. Do you know how many people have to see that ad before it gets there, especially a video advertisement that had to be placed through production? You had to hire a director. You had to hire a DP. You had to hire actors. This had to go through so many steps before it ended up on the TV and nobody saw anything wrong with it. Not one single person said, mm, y'all, we might need to rethink this one. I don't know about this. Nobody, you have nobody in your company that was able to give you that feedback. And that is what's baffling to me that you all don't have anybody in place to tell you when you're right and when you're wrong. Hire black people. Hire black people people and that's all i'm gonna say on that now on to much lighter news okay um because we're not gonna let them dampen our day with that or our week okay but insecure is not coming back until 2020 now this is sad news for many of us because we always look forward to what's going on with Issa and what's going on with lawrence but we have to wait another year hopefully they said it's going to be out um earlier in 2020 but I mean things change but Issa is in the works of you know working on a whole lot of movies she was just in little she's also working on a movie with Lakeith Stanfield right now in New Orleans she has a lot going on so I completely understand why it's getting pushed back I wish it wasn't getting pushed back but I mean I just want the writing to be good I feel like if we have to wait a whole nother year for it to come out it better be good and not subpar, and not just 30 minutes. We need hour-long episodes, sis. So, Issa, if you hear me, come on, sis. We need an hour. We need an hour, not just 30 minutes. And good luck on your movies. But I am not mad at it at all. So, shout-out to Issa, and shout-out to the entire team over at Insecure, because last season was a trip. It was a trip. Now, also, you know, since we are not able to see um insecure we do have a whole lot of things coming out on netflix a whole lot of things come out amazon prime and we do have a section on the instagram page that says watch list it needs to be updated because there's a whole lot that you all can watch if you ever need suggestions on tv shows or movies or anything like that um we'll be updating that so you all can go and get some inspo on what we're watching and what you could be watching as well but one thing that's coming out soon is a netflix original by Ava DuVernay. Now, Ava DuVernay, she is the mastermind behind Queen Sugar. She is the mastermind behind 13th, which is a documentary on Netflix. If you have not seen it, what are you doing? That is a great documentary. It covers the mass incarceration of black and brown men in the United States. So I highly suggest that you check it out if you haven't already. But this is going to be a four-part drama series and it is about the Central Park Five. Now if you do not know who the Central Park Five were, they were five men who were falsely accused of raping a jogger, a white jogger in New York City. So look that up. I'm not going to tell you the story behind it because it's a lot of interesting stuff and I want you to be able to read it and digest it yourself but definitely check it out and look it up um and i'm looking forward to it i watched the the uh the trailer for it and it was really good and i'm just looking forward to it because i love everything ava does she is probably my favorite right now but 
that's it for our carefree updates now let's have a little ad break and then we're gonna hop into our topic all right so last week we talked about the imposter syndrome what it is where did it come from who are the people to develop the concept etc etc we talked about all that and you all know that i first came across the concept from a tweet Again, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that. But if you have not listened, I encourage you to go back after this one and check it out because it may very well be one of my favorite podcast episodes today. Like, I love that episode. I was patting myself on the back because I did a whole lot of research for y'all to bring y'all that information. But anyway, today's may be a quick second behind last week being my favorite. I don't know yet, so we'll see how today goes before I draw that conclusion. But anywho, just as I found the concept of imposter syndrome on Twitter, today's topic is no different. I was scrolling through Twitter again, and I saw a tweet, and the user that tweeted it, it is at N-I-K-Y-A-T-U. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that because I know I'm going to mess it up. But the tweet said, if you understand how frequently people cope by projecting, you will learn to take absolutely nothing personally. I'm going to read it for you again. If you understand how frequently people cope by projecting, you would learn to take absolutely nothing personally. Now, unlike last time where I just kept scrolling and I came back to the tweet later, this time I was way more conscious about what it said and what it implied. And I heard the term projecting a few times before this, but never in a way that made me want to understand the context of it, if I'm just keeping it a buck with y'all. So this time I was like, you know what? I didn't know what imposter syndrome was, and I cannot say I know what projection is. So instead of me knowing that and just keeping it pushing anyway, let me learn what it is, and that way I'll have more information, more context, and if it's something that I do or if I can improve upon it, let me not ignore that fact. So here we are today. Today's episode is about projecting or the more fancy term, psychological projection. Again, very similar to last week, I want you all to take notes Please find your notebook, get your good pen, light your candle if you need to, make some tea, some coffee, whatever it is you need, and let's get down to everything so that you'll have something tangible to take with you even after this episode is over. When we have topics like this, I always want y'all to take notes when possible. Um, if it's an episode where we just kind of kick in and talking aimlessly, it's cool. But something like this, I always want you to have something to be able to look back at so that it can remind you from time to time. Because you may listen to me on here for 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes at most and keep going about your day afterwards. But actually consciously deciding to take notes, I feel like it adds a level of self-awareness and it allows you to focus on one thing in this moment because A lot of times throughout the day, we're like bombarded by 500 different things. You listen, listening to the podcast, you're scrolling through Instagram, you're walking in class, you're exercising, you know what I'm saying? But if you are able to listen to this and just consciously be here in this moment, I feel like it will be very beneficial to you. So that's why I encourage note taking. So trigger warning, trigger warning. I know last week was 
us working alongside each other to fight off the imposter syndrome and it may have felt good because you knew like okay I'm not the only person feeling this way you remember last week I said 70% of us are dealing with the imposter syndrome even though I feel like it's more than that but that's what they say it's just 70% but you knew in last week's episode that you were not the only person that felt that way so also we knew that the imposter syndrome has a lot to do with outside forces that cause internal struggles but baby today ain't that all right today is going to require you to be extra honest with yourself and do some critical self-evaluation because today isn't about how we can respond to others or the impact that others have on us today is about the impact that we have on ourselves today you may very well be the bad guy all right. And that's OK. As long as you can work on it, we can work on it together. We can unpack it. Know that I'm right here with you and we'll get it done together. So with that being said, let's kick it off with discussing what projection is. So defined by everydayhealth.com, psychological projection is a defense mechanism people subconsciously employ in order to cope with difficult feelings or emotions. Psychological projection involves projecting undesirable feelings or emotions onto someone else rather than admitting to or dealing with the unwanted feelings. So if you need to run that back so you can write that down, do so. Run it back so you can get the definition down so you can know what it is. But the concept of projection was originally developed by Sigmund Freud and his daughter, Anna Freud. So Sigmund, he was an Australian psychologist, and he basically equated our minds to an iceberg. Now, you know, with global warming and everything, it may be hard to remember what an iceberg looks like. And I'm not talking about iceberg from Florida, but it looks like a large piece of ice, right? And if you're looking at it from the surface, you see the ice above the water, but underneath the water, what we can't see is an even larger piece of ice, larger than the piece that's on top. So, you know that saying, people often say that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's why people say that in situations where there's a whole lot more beneath the surface. So anyway, he said the mind is like an iceberg and he separates it into three parts or three layers of awareness. So the first part or the first layer is the part that we can see above the water, the large piece of ice that we can see above the water and equate it to our minds, that is the conscious mind. So this consists of the small amount of mental activity that we know about. These are the decisions that we are readily making, um, things that we're readily thinking about in present moments, things that are easily accessed in the mind. So what's your favorite color? So you just thought about your favorite color, that's your conscious mind. If you're listening to me and you're actually paying attention, you're using your conscious mind to process what I'm saying. So the second layer underneath the first layer is the subconscious. So in the subconscious, these are the things that we choose whether or not to be aware of. And below that layer, below the subconscious layer is the biggest part of the iceberg and that is the unconscious. And he says that this is the most significant region in our minds. And in this area of our minds lies things that we don't readily have access to. So sometimes there are memories that we've pushed down in order to provide a sense of comfort for ourselves. 
past hurts, past experiences we've learned from, all of these things and more are housed in this area of our minds. So that bottom layer, that third layer. Stay with me because it's all about to add up, okay? I know I'm getting real kind of sciencey right now, but just stay with me. So seeing that we have a lot going on upstairs in our minds, we develop what are called defense mechanisms. Now, defense mechanisms are the definition psychological strategies that are unconsciously used to protect a person from anxiety arising from unacceptable thoughts or feelings. That's the definition. So these defense mechanisms arise unconsciously in order to keep us from feeling unpleasant feelings, um, to keep those sort of things at bay and to make ourselves feel better in any instance throughout the day. So today, we'll be talking about one of those defense mechanisms, and that one is projection. Yes, projection is a defense mechanism, but there are many of those that we use. Um, repression, denial, displacement, regression, and sublimation are the major ones along with projection. But again, today we're only talking about projection. That's it. Now, again, projection involves us attributing our own thoughts and our own feelings and our own motives onto another person. So I found an example that I thought was okay to kind of share with you all so you can kind of have like a visual in mind um, just in case even the definition, I've given you the definition and you're still kind of like, mm, I'm not, I'm still not getting it. So here's the example. Jessica begins to resent her sister-in-law Carla for being so close to her husband Jessica knows that she has to be nice to Carla for her husband's sake. Over time, however, Jessica begins to notice that Carla does not like her either. Whenever there is a family gathering, Jessica thinks that Carla is being snippy with her, especially when Jessica's husband is in the room. Jessica explains to her husband that she has tried as hard as she can, but the reason why she does not like Carla is because Carla does not like her. As you can see, Jessica has projected her feelings of dislike and resentment onto Carla. Because originally, remember, the example started off as saying that Jessica don't like Carla. Now, Jessica saying Carla don't like her. All right. So that's how projection works. That's just an example. So being that we know now projection is a defense mechanism. In this case, Jessica has a hard time coming to terms with the fact that she resents her sister-in-law. Um, she may feel guilty about being jealous of the time that Carla spends with her husband, or she may worry that her feelings will be noticed by other members of the family who will then think badly of her. So Jessica then subconsciously projects her feelings onto Carla, which gives her an excuse for disliking her. Um, instead of having to face these feelings of dislike and resentment on her own, she's able to project her feelings onto another person. Now, Projection is the most common defense mechanism, and we sometimes do it every single day because it is an unconscious activity. It's not something that we are consciously aware of. We don't know we're doing it. So I try to think of some ways that I may project that could be a little more relevant to you. And it was hard, y'all. Like, I want to be like, well, I can't think of any examples, so I guess I don't project, but I definitely do. And it took a lot of time for me um, to kind of uncover and unlock the ways in which I project myself onto others. But I thought of two instances that I project for you all because it's all about transparency. I'm not going to sit here and try to 
teach and preach to y'all about something and then turn around and say that I don't do it. I want to give you an example. So first, after thinking for a while, I realized that I definitely do project myself onto my friends and also in relationships. So I've had a lot of friends in my life. Some I wouldn't necessarily call a friend today, but let's just say, you know, for a while it seemed like I had a revolving door of people in and out of my life. So during this time of unstable friendships and relationships, my unconscious mind was storing all of this information so that in the future I could make better decisions on who I wanted to be friends with or who I wanted to be in a relationship with. Now, I'm at the point now where I just can't be friends with everybody. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I am super conscious and super hesitant with who I call friends. So being that I have such a small circle of friends now and because I'm not in a space that I want to talk to anyone romantically, those projections of mine are on swole. Like they on swole right now. Every little thing can trigger that defense mechanism. Example. If a guy, um, he says he's interested in me, right? Even if he says certain things, if we're talking and he says a certain thing, boom, wall goes up. And I know some of my ladies will be able to relate to this. Like when a guy says, oh, I'm not like those other people you've been messing with. Boom, triggered. I'm triggered. Like I've heard that so many times from people before. Um, and those people ended up being just like those other people. They ended up being just what they said they wouldn't be, you know, and I've dealt with that. So every time I've dealt with that, my unconscious mind has determined that any guy who says that from now on, he's not deserving of my time. Right. And the same thing goes for friendships. I've had a lot of friendships that I felt I went above and beyond for, and that same energy just was not reciprocated on the other side. So say if I ask a friend, hey, you want to go do something? Or, hey, I really need to talk about something, you know, if I have something on my chest. And after so many times, if that person is like, no, I can't do it, or um, I can't talk right now, I tend to project onto them um, that I'm more of a friend to them than they are to me. And now I need to cut them off because they'll hurt me like other friends have in the past because this is something that my unconscious mind has told me um, friends do before they fall off. You know what I'm saying? So now sometimes this is right. Like sometimes people just cannot make it. Sometimes people really do have things to do. So you have to kind of decipher what's what in those situations. Like it varies. So that was hard, but I know that I do project myself in friendships and in relationships. And secondly, I also project myself in academic settings. Now, this one may be a little more relatable to some people. Like, I've been in class and I have listened to someone talk in class about certain topics or discussions that we may be having in class. And I may have side-eyed another woman and thought like, oh, she thinks she's so smart. She thinks she knows everything. But no. I thought she was smart, like nothing she may have said suggested anything other than that. And I just projected myself 
on to her because I may have felt feelings of maybe not knowing as much as her on the topic and not being as informed. So that defense mechanism of projection is stepped in when I started feeling that way, it stepped in and tried to provide a safe space in which those feelings that I was having were diminished um, by stomping out her light and projecting those thoughts onto her. So now that we know what projection is, we know who it came from. I've given you two examples where I've projected myself onto other people. We have to talk about how to stop projecting. And there is only one way to fix this issue, and that is to stop and think about it. That's it. And it may sound easy, but it's actually extremely hard to do because we rarely take the time out to evaluate where these feelings are coming from we don't really get to the root of the issue and that's what makes this process a little more difficult so everyday health says quote a good place to start is to examine the negative relationships in your life who don't you get along with at work or in your family do you feel as though someone is out to get you try to determine where the animosity began In some cases, you may find that speaking with a therapist will help you examine those relationships more honestly and openly than you are able to do by yourself. Once you have identified that you are engaging in psychological psychological projection, you will become more aware of this tendency during future interactions. Try to face problems and disputes head on rather than becoming defensive. The key is to be able to recognize when you are using a defense mechanism and learn how to respond in a more positive manner. So that is the advice that Everyday Health gives us on trying to stop projecting. So many, this is me talking now, so many intimate relationships suffer because we have projected our levels of expectation, yes, I might be talking to you, onto our partners, and we, because we've done that, we expect them to meet a standard that we haven't even communicated with them, we haven't even discussed the standard with them, um, or when you go from relationship to relationship to relationship, and for some reason you just keep linking with the same type of person, and for the life of you, you just cannot understand why. Newsflash, it might be you. Like, well, Shakira, I just, I just attract the same type of person. That's all. No, baby, you're attracted to the same type of person, and there's a difference. And the same goes for friends, family, work. But you have to bring it from the unconscious to the conscious. So being more mindful, if you aren't aware of it, you'll just keep doing it. And that's with anything, not just projection. So you have to develop a higher sense of self and that you have to have that sense of self be so attentive and you have to be existing in such a higher realm that you're constantly, constantly stepping back and saying, hold on. What am I doing in this situation? Am I reacting in a way that is reflective of my history or my past? Or is my response deserving of this particular situation? Is this person really the way I'm saying that they are? Or am I projecting my expectations onto them? Those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. Like, did the restaurant employee really hand you your food with an attitude? Or did you have an attitude because you had to wait? Like, those are the kind of things that happen with projection. 
um, let me see. Hmm. Does the teacher really not like you or are you feeling that way because you're not turning in your best work? Um, did the person on the sidewalk really side eye you or are you not confident in what you wore today? So it seems like everyone's staring at you. These are the kind of questions that you have to be cognizant of when you're dealing with projections. So be more conscientious in your everyday life um, and also in your relationships with others. Like be more self-aware and recognize and remember that projection is a defense mechanism that we all use. But just because we all do it does not make it any better. <laughs> it does not make it okay. Do the work to be better and do better. So before we get out of here, I know we've been talking about projection in a negative sense, but there are other forms of projection that we sometimes do. And I want to get you all hip on them. It's about like, um, it's about like two. So one of them is complimentary projection. So in this kind of projection, this is where someone assumes that other people share the same opinions that he or she does. Um, this phenomenon is quite common. It says, for instance, whenever you hear a story about an animal that has been mistreated, you are shocked to discover that not everyone shares the same views regarding animal cruelty as you. Likewise, although you cannot possibly see how other people perceive color, you assume that everyone sees the color blue the same way that you do. So in this case, you are projecting your perception of color onto everyone else. Now, the second form of projection that is not so bad, it is complementary. So the first one was complementary. This one is complementary with an I. Um, and this one is slightly different, not as common. This is when people... Um, assume that everyone has the same skills and ability as they do. For example, someone who is skilled in the kitchen might assume that everyone is able to make a souffle with as much ease as they do. Of course, we know that this is not the case. So psychological projection is not the healthiest way to deal with emotions. We know that. However, it's a difficult habit to break for some people. So next time you begin to project your feelings onto someone else, stop and ask yourself, why am I engaging in this behavior? You will find that it is much easier to deal with the monsters in your head rather than project the negative emotions you are experiencing onto others. I find it helpful. I know last week was our first time doing it, but we're going to do it again. Um, I find it helpful if we kind of end these, close these out with an affirmation. So here's one to add to your list. And the affirmation says, I am working every day to not project my feelings and past traumas onto others. Write it down, write it down, and repeat it with me out loud. Like, you have to begin to speak things out into the atmosphere. Say it like, well, Shakira, I can't do that. I'm around people. And if I say this out loud, they're going to think I'm crazy. And if you're thinking that, look at what you just did. Would they think you're crazy or would you think that someone is crazy if you heard them talking out loud and if so you just projected yourself onto those around you see what you did so let's say it together i am working come on i am working every day to not project my feelings and past traumas onto others repeat it daily if you need and again I told you all that I repeat them in the mirror um until I begin to feel it or until I get just tired of looking at myself <laughs> so that's how my affirmations work also this week marks 
a year for us, a year in production here at the Carefree and Black Diaries. I am super excited. Um, I'm also kind of like in disbelief. It does not feel like it has been a year, but it definitely has. So we are going to have two weeks of giveaways. Now, if you made it to the end of this episode, that means that you were really listening. And that means that you're also going to have a leg up on everyone else who was not listening to the end. So this is how the giveaways are going to work. They are going to be housed um, for now. I'm thinking over on the Instagram page because that's where most of you all are. Not all of you are on Twitter. So over on the Instagram page, which is at Carefree and Black Diaries on this Friday coming up and also next Friday because this Friday is the actual one year anniversary. But I wanted to kind of make it two weeks. So we're going to do it next Friday as well. So this Friday and next Friday, we're going to announce the giveaways. Um, All of the rules and everything like that will be in the comments. So you might want to turn your post notifications on so you'll be notified when it posts and it's a free giveaway you know it's it's gonna be real simple i just wanted to give you all something small um just to say thank you because i really appreciate you all for listening like i love when i hear from you all i love when you all give me feedback i love when you all say that a particular episode touched you or you really need needed to hear something that was said like I just love it and I cannot express um the feelings of gratitude that I feel so this is just for me to be able to give back to you we're gonna have 50 winners 50 winners so I'm gonna do 25 this week and 25 next week um if you win this week y'all don't don't be greedy don't do it next week too um so yeah please be aware of that and also follow us on twitter because I may incorporate the twitter some kind of way and the twitter is at carefree b-l-k-p-o-d so follow both those accounts and that's it for now remember stay black and carefree and we'll see you next time in the next episode of the carefree and black diaries bye guys (music)